0: Just keep on. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the State Show. Hey, guys. Let's see how this goes, huh? Uh, we've got the, uh, you know, the executive producer, Marla. Uh, Climbing all over the the, the uh, control room board here in the studio. I think she's getting comfortable, so we might be able to just move on and pretend that didn't happen. Here we go. My name is Stinky. Uh, stinky Think Tank. That's weird, right? Uh, and this is my show, the Stinky Think Tank podcast. And uh, you're listening. This is episode four of, like, the fifth season. So if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, what we're doing is we go uh, we go through the screenplays some of my favorite movies, and uh, bullshit about it, but I, I'm, I'm reading my way through the A Few Good Men right now, written in uh, the early 90s, starring a bunch of cool people, except for Keith for Sutherland, he's a shithead, uh, we are on page 66, you can get your copy at Script Slug, um, and that's about as good as I've pronounced, pronounced, there you go, there you go, drink, everybody drink, here we go, let's have a drink, mm-mm. Cleveland Browns won yesterday. Everybody's happy. Uh, Sam has joined Caffey and Joe. The mood is somber. Uh, uh, Right before this, I think uh, Caffey, Lieutenant Caffey, played by Tom Cruise, and uh, Joe Galloway went in to talk to Dowson and Donnie. Got it backwards, but you know what I mean. And uh, they found out about the Code Red. Everything's about the fucking Code Red right now. Uh, Caffey's a little salty because uh, he and and, uh, Hal got into it. Okay, page 66. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Sam Weinberg, Caffey, and Joe. Uh, Mood somber. Caffey, Dawson's going to go to jail just to spite me. Fine. If he wants to jump off a cliff, that's his business. I'm not going to hold his hand on the way down. To Sam, I want you to get him a new lawyer. How do I do it? Sam says, uh, you just make a motion tomorrow morning at the arraignment. The judge will ask you if you want to enter a plea. Uh, you tell him you want new counsel assigned. Then that's that. They're just, like, they're just like, all right, that's it. Fuck, cool, done. I'll get him another lawyer. Okay, yeah, one thing, though. This is Joe. Uh, when you ask the judge for new counsel, Danny, be sure to ask nicely. Ooh, she's hitting him with the with the uh, jack. You got to ask me nicely. Uh, Kathy, what do you want from me? I want you to let them be judged. I want you to stand up and make an argument. Sam, an argument that didn't work for Kelly at Malai, an argument that didn't work for the Nazis at Nuremberg. Fuck, Sam's not up for the the uh, shenanigans. He's just fucking Debbie Downer. <coughs> Caffey, for Christ's sake, Sam, do you really think that's the same as two teenage Marines executing a routine order that they never believed would result in harm? These guys aren't the Nazis. There's a pause in the room. Page 67. Uh, Joe, don't look now, Danny, but you're making an argument. Caffey, yeah. Tomorrow morning, I'll get them a new attorney. Why are you so afraid to be a lawyer? Were Daddy's expectations really that high? Caffey, please spare me the psycho babble, father bullshit. Dawson and Downey, they'll have their day in court, but they'll have it with another lawyer. Uh, Joe, another lawyer won't be good enough. They'll need you. You, uh, you know how to win. I don't know how she all of a sudden went from that. She was like, you're a piece of shit. Like, fucking two scenes ago, she was like, you're a total piece of dog shit. Now she's like, you're the only one who knows how to win. It's a little inconsistent. You know they have a case, and you know how to win. You walk away from this now, and you have sealed their fate. Everybody's putting peer pressure on old fucking Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Uh, Caffey says, their fate was sealed the moment Santiago died. Joe, do you believe they have a defense? Caffey... You and Dawson both live in the same dreamland. It doesn't matter what I believe; it only matters what I can prove. So don't tell me what I know and what I don't know. I know the law. I don't think he's drunk in that scene, but sorry, I got a little loud. I'll try to. That... Uh, hopefully, that fucking levels out. That was pretty loud, guys. Sorry. Don't pull your car over. I'll, I'll fix it. Uh... But that yeah, that's Tom Cruise getting getting. He he plays drunk in this. It might be right here, but maybe not. Joe looks at him and shakes her head, turns to walk away, and she turns back. You know nothing about the law. You're a used car salesman, Daniel. Well, just a minute ago, he's the only guy who knows how to win. Get your shit together. Jesus Christ, is he is he the, is he fucking Superman or is he fucking a dingbat? <sighs> Take it easy on fucking Caffey. Remember that one note in the, like episode two where it was like Caffey doesn't want to move up in this world. Caffey wants to get the fuck out of the Navy. Anyway, you know nothing about the law. You are used car salesman, Daniel. Uh, 68, you're, a, you're an ambulance chaser with a rank. You're nothing. Live with that. It's kind of hollow, Joe. Fuck, you just fucking, you, you're all over the place. And Joe walks off leaving Caffey alone. She gives him like the old fucking, you're a weenie. And, and we hold on, Caffey. He's not having a great night. No, he's not. Okay, cut to, interior, a Georgetown bar. A lot of happens in a Georgetown bar. Never been to one, but I, I they're they're in all kinds of fucking Sorkin movies. Okay, kathy Caf, sits at the bar. The uh, the place is crowded with yuppies. Uh, I think that's like young, underpaid pricks in expensive suits. I don't know yuppies. I know there's a dink, dual income, no kids. I, I was a I'm I'm a no income, no kids. I'm a no income, no kids, Nink. Uh and students. Uh, Caffey's been drinking here for a while. Caffey's getting drunk. Next to him is a yuppie lawyer. That fucking yuppie lawyer, man. Regaling his friends with the stories of his latest brilliant maneuver at, in the world of high-stakes corporate law. We hold on Caffey a moment longer than we hear the yuppie lawyer. So I told Duncan if we leverage the acquisition of biotech, the interrogatories would be there on demand. All I have to do is not pick up the phone and it'll, it'll run flatterty 10000 a day in court costs. I love lawyer talk. Oh, did I tell you guys I'm in a lawsuit? It's great. So much. Oh, it's good times. Wait till I get to tell my story. Holy shit, am I gonna fucking tell my story? But yeah, lawyers. Lawyers are awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Exterior Georgetown Street. Uh, is Georgetown a real fucking place? I thought it was just a fucking. Is it just a university? Is it a real place? It's probably a place. I bet you there's a Georgetown. Probably a dumb thing to say. Uh, Kathy sits on the bench. In the night, he takes a sip from a bottle he's holding in a brown paper bag. Uh, exterior, of the parade grounds day. A bright, sunny morning, the band is performing for a group of day campers. Parade band. Uh, I hate parades. There was just a parade in my town. and Oh, man, I hate, I hate parades. I do have a story from when I was in it from 1992, but I'll tell that another time. Ask me about my parade story sometime, guys. Interior, the courtroom, we're in a courtroom. Dawson and Downey are at the defense table. Ross, Captain Jack Ross, Jumpin' Jack Ross, Jumpin' Jack Ross, is a gas, 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 Kevin Bacon, is in his place. Uh, Caffey walks in and joins Joe and Sam at their table. Papers are being passed back and forth between Ross and the sergeant at arms. I think it's supposed to say arms. It says AMS, but arms. I'm going to say arms. Quiet activity. The door in the back of the courtroom opens, and Randolph, a Marine colonel, enters and takes his place at the bench. We can hear the band in the background. I don't think it's like a rock band. I think it's like the fucking Navy band, right? Or the the Marine band or the Army band, one of those bands. Is it, is it one band or four bands? Well, anyway, it's, I don't think it's fucking like the Ramones outside. All right. Everyone present in the courtroom stands. Yeah. Uh, Randolph, where are we? Okay. Sergeant at Arms. Docket number 411275 VR 15, United States versus Lance Corporal Harold W. Dawson and Private First Class Loudon Downey. Defendants are charged with conspiracy to commit murder, murder in the first degree, and conduct unbecoming a United States Marine. Randolph, does defense wish to enter a plea? Kathy stands. Yeah. They're not guilty. Dramatic. It's a big moment because now Cruz is like, okay, I'm all over it. Here we go. I'm the man. And Joe's like, oh, he's going to do it. Uh, Joe, Sam, Ross, Randolph. 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 I'm not good at saying that name. It's hard to say who's the most surprised. Everybody's surprised. It takes everything Joe's got to suppress a smile. Um, the silence is broken by Ross, Captain Jack Ross, Jumping Jack Ross, who takes the f- two files, drops them into a briefcase, closes the lid, and snaps it shut. Randolph looks at Caffey and Ross, then turns to the sergeant-at-arms. Seems like this guy's a big deal. Uh, enter a plea of not guilty for the defendants. We'll adjourn until ten hundred, three Three weeks from today, at which time this court will convene reconvene as a General court-martial. He wraps the gavel. Bang, bang, bang. You know, gavel's how they work. Uh, Randolph walks out. Ross walks up the aisle without a word to anyone. Captain Jack Ross. The MPs come to escort Dawson and Donnie back to their cell. Game on, boys. Um, Page 70. Caffey and Joe and Sam are the only ones remaining. They're just like, they're, they're lingering. Sam is looking at Caffey with question marks in his eyes. Like a fucking roadrunner. Where do you go? Where do you go? Uh, question mark. Whoa, sorry. Gee whiz, Marla. Relax. If there's a big storm in California right now, like the, you know, it's rain, whatever. And, uh, yeah, people were freaking out and everything, but I've never, it, it, there's never weather in California. And Marla's whole life, she's never been in her, her, her rain, like rainstorms. And holy fucking shit, has she been going crazy the last couple of days? Marla's my cat. Uh, if, you, if you're not following along really closely, Marla's my cat. And holy shit, I guess, we, I, guess what I learned that uh, cats can smell fear or fucking rain, storms, barometric pressure. I don't know. She fucking flipped the fuck out. She was fucking acting like I'd like she'd never met me before. I'm like, settle down. She's like, who the fuck are you? This is fucking crazy. And it, that was before the storm. It's been storming anyway. Page 70. Kathy's pu- figured it out. Why does a junior grade with six months experience and a track record for plea bargaining get assigned a murder case? Would it be so that it never sees the inside of the courtroom? Pretty much, yeah. Fucking, but you knew that like the minute it came to you, you dipshit. If you wouldn't have been playing softball. Anyway, he picks up his briefcase. Okay, here he goes. We'll work out of my apartment. Every night, 7 o'clock. Joe, before you come over tonight, pick up a carton of legal pads, a half dozen boxes of red pens, a half dozen boxes of black pens. Sam, get a couple of desk lamps. I need you to start on a preliminary medical profile and Joe... We need all the fitness reports on Dawson, Downey, and Santiago. The only thing I have to eat is Yoo-Hoo and Sugar Snacks. I don't know what Sugar Snacks are. Yoo-Hoo and, I don't know. So if you want anything else, bring it with you. He does say Yoo-Hoo. There's a fucking Yoo-Hoo fucking tie-in through this whole thing. Yoo-Hoo. Uh, Joe's stunned. Yeah. Caffey's at the door, stops, turns around, takes it all in. He's got this fucking doe-eyed, like, oh, my goodness. So this is what a courtroom looked like yeah sure is so he walks out the door and we cut to there's another we let me take a drink Uh, I was having Newcastle earlier and I'm having Coors because the Newcastle tasted a little shitty Mm -mm 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 -mm. I don't normally drink uh, I'm more of a smoker but you know drinks for wallet fest and shit like that it's kind of how it goes man you gotta get into it right playing festivals you gotta do it ah Coffee. Yeah, among the black, among the stuff, is a blackboard that's been hung on a wall, writing across the top are three headings: intent, code, read the order. Sam is on the floor sorting papers into piles. Kathy joins him from the kitchen with a fresh bottle of YooHoo and joins Sam on the floor. It's all fucking. It's all fucking couch, fucking pillow forts and shit for these guys now. It's all YooHoo hoo and, and giggles. Uh, were you able to speak to your friend at NIS? It's the, uh, It's literally the people walking like from their fucking office to get to their car because it's it's like five fifteen so they're getting off work. Yeah, I, dude, I live like fucking three feet from a fucking insurance office, like the city of Commerce. It's loony, and then you hear all the sirens all the time, right? It's crazy. Anyway, uh, he, they're sorting on the they're they're sitting Indian style and tickling each other. Uh, were you able to speak to your friend at, at NIS, Sam? She said, if Markinson doesn't want to be found, we're not going to find Markinson. She said, I could be Markins, Markinson, and you wouldn't know it. Caffey, are you Markinson? Sam, no. Caffey, well, I'm not Markinson. That's two down. Sam doesn't laugh, because it's not fucking funny. Uh, what? I was wondering, now that, uh, now that Joanne's, Joanne's working on this, I was wondering if you still need me. Caffey, they were following an order, Sam. An illegal order. You think Dawson and Downey know it was an illegal order? Doesn't matter if they know. Any decent human would have refused to... They're not permitted to question orders. Then what's the secret? What are the magic words? I give orders every day. Nobody follows them. Me too, Sam. Me too, Sam Weinberg. We have softball games and marching bands. They work at a place where you have you have to wear camouflage or you might get shot. Sam looks away. He's not buying it. Caffey, I need you. You're better at research than I am. And you know how to prepare a witness. Joe just lets herself in. Here, come, here comes Demi Moore. She's carrying a huge stack of papers under one arm and a large brown paper bag under the other, but we stay with Kathy and Sam a moment longer. Joe, I've got medical reports and Chinese food. I say we eat first. Kathy's still looking at Sam. Sam nods his head. Did you get any dumplings? I think, he's, yeah, I don't, I think he says, like, mushu pork or something. I don't think he says dumplings. Egg rolls? He might say egg rolls. I don't know. I don't think he says dumplings. I don't know why that that, that hits that strikes me wrong. Okay, so uh, cut to interior Kathy's apartment later. Uh, Same night. The remnants of the... So they, they went with the Chinese. The remnants of the Chinese food is spread around. Sam and Joe are sitting and taking notes from Caffey. As he speaks, he paces slowly around, carrying his baseball bat. He refers to the blackboard. This is our defense. Intent. No one can prove there was poison on the rag. Code red. They're common and accepted in Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. The order, he writes. A. Kendrick gave it. B. They had no choice but to follow it. That's it. Page 73. Sam, what about motive? We're a little weak on motive they had one just because a person has a motive doesn't mean relax we'll deal with the fence line shooting when it comes up for now we start here he points to intent i don't know what made santiago die i don't want to know i just want to be able to show it couldn't it could have been something other than poison joe talk talk to the doctors find out everything there is to know about lactic acidosis let's start prepping for Stone uh that's caffy says it's okay joe as long as we're on the subject of the doctor by the way let me stop right there and just to be you know goofy like like i do i told you uh that that term uh lactic acidosis has stuck with me since i saw a few good men and just recently there's some fucking medication for lactic acidosis well it came on on the browns game yesterday I hardly ever watch TV, and if I do, I'm I'm binging something and fast forwarding through commercials or whatever. I I have the attention span of a moth, right? Um, But I watch Browns games, and that's the only time I really have to like sit through a commercial, and I'm and I'm invested enough to give a shit, right? Well, one of those those medications comes on, like you know, Vabalta. Take Vibalta. and you know, at the end, they're like for six minutes of the fucking commercial. There's like all the warnings, and I love that they always start with Fabalta for moderate to severe, uh you know, foot pain, and it's like, what the fuck isn't moderate to severe? What's outside of that? Why do you have to say moderate to severe? That, that that's all foot pain. Like, okay, from moderate to severe, got it. Why are you saying that anyway? So the I I also like that they, when they do the the fucking warnings at the end, they're like, don't take fibalta if you're allergic to fibalta and it, thank you again. You guys just dying for airtime? What the fuck are you? Why are you stretching this out? Like, what the fuck's going on anyway? But it's a lactic acidosis fucking medication. And if anybody out there suffers from this, I'm so goddamn sorry. It sounds horrible. I hope you're okay, and I hope you get the medication you need, and your life is fulfilling. But the commercial is the same commercial that talks about the perineum. It's like some people who take uh, Fibalta experience pain in their perineum or something. Dude, your fucking taint hurts. Ah, man. There was no point to that. That was a diversion that didn't need to happen. But here we are. We're back at uh, the, the scene on page uh, I love that the people came out of their work and that's the fucking scene they probably just heard me describe to you guys It's fucking here talking about Fibalta oh Christ that, I'm, they're not gonna fucking be a sponsor on my show anyway uh, okay so they're trying to freak this out as long as you're on the doc- here we go like, here we go okay back to the script Joe listen to me three o'clock he doesn't know what killed Santiago then he meets with Jessup and at five o'clock he says it was poison the doctor's covering up the truth Caffey oh that's a relief I was afraid I wouldn't be able to. Oh, it's raining. It's really coming down, I think. Or there's dogs or something. Oh, that's a relief. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to use the liar, liar, pants on fire defense. Uh, we can't prove coercion. All right, fitness reports and biographical information. Sam, cartons three and four. I don't know what that is. Kathy looks at the cartons. I might be fucking distracted by the rain. Should I stop recording or not? I'm gonna plow on. Enjoy the rain. Caffey looks at the cartons and mind-numbing them out of paper. Uh, no cliff notes on these. Caffey's trying to get out some work. We're on page 74. Dissolve to um, interior Caffey's apartment. Right? Series of scenes. Cool. Scene, these scenes cover three weeks of preparation leading up to the trial and are interspersed with shots of Caffey's apartment getting messier, Caffey, Joe, and Sam flipping through documents and reference books. Uh, writing on the blackboard it's, and dozing off. Dozing off. It says dozing off. We start with. Well, I don't know why Why you had to fucking preface these scenes if you're going to write them. It's not a month. Okay, anyway, we start with interior Caffey's apartment. Night. Joe's on the phone. Caffey and Sam are going over testimony with Sam sitting in a mock witness chair. Uh, during this, Caffey will go to the door, pay for a pizza, uh, and return without missing a single beat. Joe, into the phone. Captain Hill, this is Lieutenant Commander Galloway. I'm an internals affair officer with the JAG Corps in Washington, D.C. I'm trying to track down a Captain Matthew Andrew Markinson, USMC doctor. Other than the rope marks, was there any sign of external damage? That's Caffey uh, uh, prepping his witness or, or, or cross-examining his witness. Sam's playing the witness. No. No scrapes. No. No cuts. No. He resigned his commission a week ago. Uh, Joe. Joe says into the phone. He resigned his commission a week ago. Bruises, broken bones. No. Uh, No, please don't put me on hold. Ah, doctor, there was any sign of violence. You mean other than the dead body? Fuck, I walk into that every time. Don't ask that last question. Yeah, it's a pretty bad one. Any sign of any violence? Well, the guy's dead. So some. Okay, cut to interior, a library law, a law library. I don't know why I just dyslexia that, but it's uh, interior, a law library. Um, honestly, guys, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that I can't read. Um, and I sure hope that th- that, th- that this podcast makes me enough money uh, at some point so that I can retire as an actor. Because I can't imagine any fucking casting director or director or anybody I work with listening to this and going, Yeah, 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 wanna, I'm going to make a movie with that guy. Fucking maniac with the dumbest name in the world plowing through amazing scripts like a dingbat. Uh, anyway, where was I? The law library uh mos um i don't even know what that means mos um i they say it on screen a lot it might be without sound uh, video without sound fuck hang on i'm gonna look it up hey look at that i'm back uh yeah i just googled it and um although it doesn't it didn't i mean the first 10 the first things that i read uh confirmed that it does mean without sound um but I, I, i but i don't know what uh i don't really know what mos it particularly stands for but it does mean like movie without sound something like that because uh yeah i've heard it i've heard it a couple times and, and you know what you know what i like it when i'm an actor and they tell me it's mos they can usually take the goddamn lav off me or the fucking kid with the fucking mic over my the boom mic over my head can just fucking get out of my way i like mos mos basically means just stand there and fucking whatever do what they tell you because you, you can you can just chit chat with the director when it's mos i love those scenes you don't have to memorize nothing. You're a fucking dummy. You are a crash test dummy. You are a dumb monkey. And they just tell you, just stand there. And you just stand there. And for four minutes, they're like, okay. The other thing, too, too at the end of a scene. Uh, this was, Maybe everybody knows this. I don't know. But they have to record the audio of, a, of the room that you're in or, where, or the outdoor that you're in. Whatever the scene is. wherever the fucking location is, right? They record that with everybody just kind of standing in place. Nobody fucking moving or nothing. So it's just silent recording at the end of every scene to get the room sound so that when you when they all edit it they can put that behind any any voiceover you have to do i thought that was cool i always like that except i'm i'm fucking always ready to rip my fucking wardrobe off and get in my car and go home so when they're like hey everybody chill out we gotta get room tone it's it's usually the exact moment i'm like taking my pants off and, and running to the fucking makeup trailer to get, get get my shit and get home i'm such a great actor Oop-e-doo. Yeah, this is like film school for a lot of young actors. Take my fucking advice. Oh yeah. Um, okay, let's try to get back to the script, huh? Okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Joe uh, pulls two thick volumes off a shelf and takes them to the table where Sam and Kathy are working. She plops the books down where they join a pile of about a two dozen just like them and we... Take a drink. There's a we cut to a coffee shop. I love coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Check out Xander Berkeley in the booth at the end. It's a, it's the greatest coffee shop, uh, based entertainment you'll ever see. And uh, fun 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 stink story. After I, uh, the booth at the end ended, I was really into it. I was like, "Fucking, hey, this, I, I, you, uh, you got to watch it. It's great. It's great storytelling. Great acting. Everything." And the whole goddamn thing takes takes place in one booth in a fucking diner. Right? They never leave. Ah, you see the whole goddamn thing through that fucking booth. Anyway. Uh, I'd read where they'd filmed it, and my mom and, and some other people with us were were in that area, and I think we were just fucking around and everything, and I'm like, I want to go check out where they filmed booth at the end. I want to see that diner. Have it, Have it. I love fucking coffee shops and diners, so I was like, let's go hang out and fucking... I, I love diner food. Let's go get fucking lunch at fucking this diner, right? We go in, and I'm ready to sit down in the booth, and I'm waiting for somebody to fucking, like, say, what oh, do you guys want to sit and eat? It's, it's not a real fucking diner. It's a fucking... It's a fucking movie set the doors should have been locked and i think you know some stupid stupid crew kid had gone out to take a fucking vape pen break or something at the exact time that me and my doofus me and my mom and my doofus friends just fucking walk in and i'm sitting down like yeah i'll take the fucking sunny the fucking egg special and they're like who the fuck are what are you doing who are you this is a fucking movie set And i was like i thought it was a working coffee shop swear to god True story, that's how that, that that's how that fucking story goes. Uh, I love coffee shops. The lawyers have their books and papers spread out in front of them. Always fucking go to a coffee shop instead of a Starbucks. That's, that's uh, rule number, um, what, we're at least at 10, because I know we went through Fight Club and that had a bunch of rules. But yeah, eat, eat at coffee shops, they're great. Kathy, uh, Lieutenant Kendrick, the type of discipline, actually, or training, as you say. Objection. We're at page 76, guys. Uh, please, the court. I maintain that nothing could be more relevant than what the defendants learned by example of, among others, the witness. Nice, Joe. Joe, nice. Cut to Caffey's apartment again. These are the scenes that he described before. M.O.S. again. God, I love M.O.S. Uh, I'm gonna say what. Let's all take a guess at what M.O.S. means. I think it's movies of silence. Movies of silence. I think it's some probably some French French words. Caffey's paying the pizza boy again. Like pizza boy. It's gonna be on the call sheet. Um, the call sheets for those not in the biz—they uh, go out every day and they say who's who's gonna be who's acting, who's on the crew, where where should you go if you have to pee, and it doesn't say that, but there's like a hospital information and where should you park, and um, they always list the, the actors on the call sheet by order of importance. Uh, you know, so your number one on the call call sheets, Tom Cruise probably. I don't know, maybe Jack Nicholson, but. Um, yeah, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, they're number one, too, that kind of thing. You never want to be like on the 15th, 16th page of a fucking call sheet. Um, yeah, you want to be up near the top. It's pretty exciting when you get a call sheet. Even when you're not at the top, it's very exciting to get a call sheet. It means you're going to work. I know there's other actors that follow my feed. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast. But, um, yeah, when that the night before you shoot, they come in late because they're fucking, the production team, you know, especially if, you, if you're coming in and, the, and the, the, the the production's been going for a while. Um, you know some some tired producers putting it together late after they shot there for the day, and then you're coming in the next day, and you you know you're like 14th on the call sheet. and You got to get to fucking makeup at six in the morning, and you got to park across the street at St. Jude. And uh, but hey, it means you're working. It means you're going on a fucking movie, and you get to you get to go. You know you get to do it again. And that's that's for me. That's the whole thing. If if uh, if they keep letting me do it, it's it's uh, it's an honor and it's a lot of fun. Anyway, Kathy's paying the pizza boy again. It was pizza that got me all fucking fired up. He goes into the living room where Sam is on the stand. It's getting hard to see the floor from all the papers, cartons, books, pizza boxes, etc. And uh, by the way, uh, that, that kind of shit right there, it's getting hard to see the floor from all the papers. That's for the set the set designers and the set direction and, and the set team. It makes a fucking ton of difference, man. You, As an actor, I could, I've been on 50 or 60 sets. They're not all fucking features very few of them are um but yeah i've been a bunch of sets and and you could you could tell walking up pretty quickly you know oh this is gonna be good this is a good set they got they got their shit together they got the signage up they, they told you where to park The this call sheet was right the person who was supposed to meet you met you you could tell like it's just like walking into a good company you're like oh these people don't know what they're fucking doing right and you can tell when it's bad and when it's bad uh you know it's bad and uh, one of the first things you can you, as an actor you can tell is if the set design's you know, bullshit if you're filming in in the director's mom's closet and you know they're like yeah you're diffusing a bomb and the bomb is like a binder with a fucking you know cardboard box around it or something you're like oh, okay so this is a piece of shit alright well I'll just slug through this or, or fucking get the fuck out luckily a lot of times I've been able to figure out like oh I don't want to do this and, uh, yeah, I, I've backed out of many things thinking this is going to be a piece of shit and I don't want to be a part of it. But anyway, yeah, the, um, uh, good movies like this made by Meathead, Rob Reiner, and I'm pretty sure his dad's name is Al Reiner. I, I, think, I, I think I'm ready to say that I think I know that. Uh, but he did a great job. You know, a lot, it, This is a weird movie to critique the direction on because it's a fucking brilliant script. And it's brilliantly acted and it's and it's in very few sets there, it doesn't have a lot of set pieces or anything and, and when it does it, it uses them really well um but it was an established piece this is an adapted screenplay from the fucking uh musical or <laughs> the, the, that's not a musical a play anyway i should I, anyway uh, by the way um there's a new podcast out on something with aaron sorkin who um you can listen to podcasts or not please listen to my podcast but um Aaron Sorkin just is next week or today or whenever. I think I think it's I think it's out this week in theaters, but next week it'll be on Amazon Prime. Is the um, Lucille Ball, um, Aaron Sorkin, Lucille Ball thing? Nicole Kidman and uh, Javier Bardem and uh, J.K. J.K. Simmons and uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm I love Lucy is a big deal in my in my history. My mom, my mom was a was a fanatic. I mean, we had we had I Love Lucy. I I have I still have an I Love Lucy like mouse pad and like collectors something or another and yeah. She, I mean, we'll see. You know, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna check it out. But um, if you're into that, there you go. There's me pimping the whole deal, right? That's that's why that's why you want. That's why people are out there with agents trying to get on, trying to get their film to be the next film on the Stinky Think Tank podcast because I, I will. I'll bring in the viewers, baby. Okay, cut to interior, the brig day. Um, the brig. The brig is like the Navy jail. And uh, I don't have it in front of me, but but next episode, I'm going to read a tweet from a guy who responded because I asked Twitter, what the fuck is a brig? And I got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of bullshit answers. But uh, one guy, one guy was really, really uh, cool. So I'm going to read that next episode. Ba ba That's called a teaser. Holding room. Where Dawson and Downey are being put through their paces, Joe. And what happened after Kendrick came into your room? They're prepping the, their witnesses. Uh, we are on page seventy-six, baby. Uh, he ordered me and Corporal Dawson to give Willie a code red. Uh, Sam, played by uh, Kevin Pollak, uh, to Joe. His answers still have to come faster, Joe. The Iowa farm boy thing. The Iowa, uh, the Iowa farm boy thing will play for a while. But in the end, it looks like he's searching for the truth. Kathy, he's right. And from now on, Willie is Private Santiago. You start calling him Willie, and all of a sudden, he's a person who's got a mother who's going to miss him. Page 77. You know what, guys? We're going to start page 77 next time. It starts with MOS, and you know I'm a big fan. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Please, you know subscribe like listen i i hope it's at least a little bit entertaining Uh, you know shoot me a a tweet you know where to find me at stinky think tank on twitter or or shoot me an email um yeah we got to build this up so i can get some sponsors so start asking friends to to listen you know listen listen here and there anyway i appreciate you guys we'll see you next time
1: episode. Please remain in your seat until the light turns on, and a monkey will be along shortly to take you to your exit. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You! You! You, Lieutenant Weinberg, I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death while tragic probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Thank you for playing, should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid...